thank you so much. It's so thank lovely to have yes. you, um, Serene. And your story is incredible. Like it's such Amazing. a digital, like very in the moment type story um, now. So for those who don't know, tell us about how you grew your two businesses um, on TikTok. Right. Um, so so the first business is Cup 49 and we do DIY bubble tea kits. Yum. And that I launched in um, September of 2019, so before the lockdown. Yes. Um, and I think, I don't even know if TikTok was around. It's probably, it was probably yeah, it around, was around there, but I only, yeah, it was, Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, I only joined in 2020 and I just did it because it, there was like word of this new app that came out mm. and people were dancing on it and I was like oh like let me give it a go and see you know see if I could do small business content on it mm. um I remember my first video it like it was a massive flop <laughs> and yeah. then, like I was so embarrassed by it and I, like you know I, I took it down shortly after but um yeah and then we started posting um I was just trialing a lot of different types of content mm. and I started posting packing order videos yes. and that sort of picked up. Yeah. Didn't, I'm not sure, like back then, like small businesses um, were, I guess, a lot more relevant. I, I mean, yeah. it's not that it's not that it's not now, but um, back then, I feel like a lot of small businesses yeah. were booming yeah. on TikTok. It was very easy to get reach and exposure with a new platform like yeah. that. Mm. I was, guess so were you launching it not knowing that a lockdown is about to happen? Yeah, yeah. So we launched it, and then um, yeah, and then the it's so funny because we started with reusable like a bubble tea cup, yeah. um, and we wanted to you know reduce plastic waste around consuming bubble tea, um, and at that time, like me, me and um the friend that I launched it with, yeah. we were like, because I have a friend who is a bubble tea supplier, yeah. so right, um, I was already cons like making bubble tea at home before yes. lockdown even happened because yeah. because my friend would you know supply, supply me with yeah. um his Got bubble it. tea products so yeah. it was so funny because my friend was like oh serene we should really like launch these bubble tea kits mm. like uh, pretty soon this was um maybe around maybe october november of yeah. 2019 and but, why the um, name why the name the name okay so it's actually kind of quite a funny story so we actually did a survey and we realized in an hour a store in melbourne a bubble tea shop in melbourne pumps out about 48 cups of bubble tea oh. so that's like 48 plastic like cups yeah, plastic yeah. lids plastic I straws yes. 48 plastic bags um so we called it cup 49 because we wanted it to be the 49th and oh, ever the last cup. one so you yeah. bring it in, i love it yes. get it filled um yeah, so anyway, so back to the, the whole TikTok thing. Went on it, um, yeah, packing order videos really resonated. We sort of grew um, a following there. We sort of grew a community there, mm -hmm. which um, is something that I think was one of the main things that sort of led us to this point in business. We grew a following that was, I guess, very, very, very close and they really followed along with my business journey they really helped me in making um, a lot of business decisions because yeah. i wanted them to be really involved yeah. and, and, and um, is that done like through the comments that you reply to or suggestions that you read in the comment section is it just viral trends that you pick up because a lot of people mention and i think it's great that you know you as a case study that you have this idea you've got this supplier and then now you're using le leveraging the power of social media to really kind of concoct and grow the business yeah so it's um, it's comments, it's the Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group for Cup 49, the first business. And we have, I think, 7.1 thousand people in the Facebook group. That's yeah. like your true, like a yeah. loyal, yeah. Um, you know, diehard Cup 49 bubble tea yeah. fans. Um, and we sort of, I guess we go beyond just the comments because we... We, we ask our community for what they want. They would tell us, hey, we want like these flavors. Yeah. And I would go and work with the manufacturer in Taiwan 
to you know get samples of these flavors with yeah. different formulations and then i would then bring in i would make like little product testers and product samplers and then i would give it back to the community and i'm like hey um, who wants to yeah. be a product sampler yeah. um let me know and then they, they'll sign up and then we'll with the next order we'll give them all these samples um and that's sort of how we got a lot of feedback so we would give it to them and they're like hey i love this like this is ready to launch and some of them's like oh i don't think the recipe of the formulation mm. is quite there and then we will go back um so it's quite a bit of that and we really listen to them so some for example the mystery box that we launched recently yeah. was something that i never really planned to do it was because a few people have approached me like privately on dm and they're yeah. like hey serene like do you do something like a mystery box can we just give you like yeah. 500 600 dollars and you just pick what what um you would think will be best for me and mm. that yeah. was sort of like a big moment because um what i've realized was through tiktok i sort of grew this brand and i grew it around me and people trusted me mm. um to make these decisions i was sort of i had a bit of um i guess authority in the space and a bit yeah. of credibility in the space mm. on tiktok as like hey isn't that that like diy boba girl yes, mm. yes. Um, so it, it started with that so people will come to me um yeah customers will come to me and ask me to do this and then after a while i'm like okay this is getting um there's quite a bit of requests and it's getting a little bit like it wasn't scalable the fact that i had to go in and like Pick manually yourself. send yeah. them yeah. a payment link it wasn't something that they could buy off the website so i did a call out to the community i'm like hey um i did like a video like i'm packing a mystery order for one of my yeah. um, loyal customers and then i just said do you want it to be available on the website? Because if you do, I'll get all of the infrastructure in place yeah. mm. um, and all the, yeah, everything in place for that. Uh, and, and the community said, yes, like we would love it. And yeah, so that's how it happened. Oh, like a lot of decisions along the way, um, like I never thought of, it was yeah. there. Yeah. Organically. Yeah. They want to be. Yeah. Um, so it's really great. I'm very grateful for them. Oh. Yeah. And do you find business has always been in your DNA like you're so young still mm. and I guess a lot of trepidation and fear would be well you know it's COVID it's it's you know a time when it's uncertain the economy is doing x y and z um you know mm. how were you able to make that transition so like at university what gave mm -hmm. you the courage to actually do it it's so funny that you mentioned because like looking back um it wasn't like i always wanted to be um an mm. entrepreneur mm. like it's actually more of a mm, thing with the whole family because um in my family not you know in my whole extended family um we had a lot of family members who lost so much to business mm. um like they ended up in debt um so it was something that wasn't something that was very like well this is the dream, you know, mm. when, when I, when I first started. So, um, so I did nutrition, um, at Monash yeah. and in the, oh, like a month before we graduated, they basically, my, my lecturers basically told of us 50 to 60 of us, um, that there are like, there are no job opportunities in Australia. Yeah. And they told us to go to, um, China and the UK. Can you imagine like this? Mm. I remember orientation day. Um, they told us that there were so many opportunities. Mm. Um, there was, we could go into public health, we could mm. go into, um, you know, hospitals. And then a month before we graduate, they're like, okay, so this is the car, this is the reality of it. There's like maybe one or two jobs available in Australia. We would really suggest that you look abroad. Um, That's and interesting that they do that. Yeah, the way I see it, no, there is a lot. Like I know so many nutritionists who, for example, become a sales rep and that's like 160 grand a year. Mm, like, I'm in the pharma it. industry. Yeah, like, yeah. so I know so many, oh. put, I, I know so many nutritionists who mm. are killing it in pharma. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I remember when we all graduated, we were all looking for jobs and there was um like two jobs that we could find like just two but the thing one is it it's the problem is because people were searching specifically for food nutritionist job 
you mm. know you it's, gotta you kind of expand the horizon yeah, yeah. things look for pharma because they only care about oh you've got science background okay cool but you we'll give never, you a job yeah <laughs> like, like but you would never think that logical yeah. leap right of like if i'm a nutritionist yeah. maybe i guess i guess because i'm in the yes, industry that's right, that's i'm right, in the yeah. industry so i know <laughs> like you know everyone that have science background are welcome to work in most parts of um of pharma industry actually man there you go. Maybe I should have knew you back then. Yeah, <laughs> that's but right. No, no. If you knew me, if you knew me back then, I would push you towards corporate, and that's not good. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so you you both kind of had very similar journeys where you've leveraged and used like social media and TikTok to really grow. It, and, it's funny. Yeah. I posted my first one also in September 2019. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pretty right. much, and almost everyone I know that are a creator, um, pretty much started around then too, like around uh, the end of twenty nineteen. Like you know, the end of the night twenty nineteen is the e- the start of the era of TikTok. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were early adopters, which yeah. is yeah, which was great because now I feel like it's a tiny bit harder. It's harder. Mm-hmm. It's way oh, harder. It's not tiny unless yeah. you are polarizing or you're crazy or you're super hot or everything then you can mm. you can do it if not it's hard that's true that's true but um, do you find yeah. like there are other avenues like where you can grow now like instead of tiktok um now that there's you know short form content in different platforms that that's an opportunity now too and it's very early on yeah no i definitely think so with um i mean tiktok to me was sort of one of the the biggest platforms that started short form video content, Mm. right? And then Facebook came out with Reels, YouTube came out with Shorts. So definitely if you have the skill and the talent to do short form video Mm. content creation, I think um, you've set yourself up for the future because I think that's sort of where we're going. I know Mm. it sounds bad, but um, like attention spans are getting shorter, Mm. um, which, you know, it's isn't great, isn't great at all. It's something that I struggle with. Um, but yeah, I think that that I think that is that is the future. I think once you sort of know how to do that, then you can you know, start repurposing or creating content for all these different platforms. Mm. Um, and a lot of these big big you know companies are investing quite a lot of money in short form mm. video yes. content. Yes. Mm. Um, so I think yeah, I think. Do you um. If, do you still voice over and edit? No, hang on. Maybe you don't edit everything, but you voice over everything? No, okay. Um, this is my... I'll be very, like, honest and transparent. Yeah. Like, this is my struggle right now. Mm. Um, since I started the second business, yes. like, I love creating content. Yeah. Like, mm. I didn't know I was a creative. Like, I didn't really, like, you know, lean towards arts or anything in school, but... Yeah. Um, through I'm very lucky because through my job I've sort of discovered that I actually really like being creative Mm. but because I am the the sort of the main brain behind the two businesses I don't have you know like a business partner I've got lots of hands in my company so an operations team that really helps me carry out operations which I'm very grateful for Mm. Um, but in terms of brain I'm like sort of the only brain so I'm stretched um, yeah. in all different departments. Like if you think of a business, you've got your yeah. finance, you've got your marketing, yeah. your sales, yeah. your yeah. business development, all these different areas. Um, and I'm stretched thin along these different areas that I don't have time mm. anymore for content creation, which is really sad yeah. <laughs> because um, I definitely saw, um, you know, like my TikTok on my first account decline um, because I wasn't creating much of the content. Yeah. I have a great content creator, amazing. It took me a long time to find her. Mm. Yeah. But what I realized was I sort of You're the grew brand. my yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah, I sort of grew my brand around me. And that yeah. was mm. something that I realized later on. I thought, okay, content creation, one thing I can outsource. Mm. Um, and that's sort of like, yeah, I, I learned through that. I was like, wait, um, why isn't it performing as well? And then, and then, yeah, my community basically reached out to me. People reached out to me individually in my community, mm. and they were so concerned. They yeah. were like, "Oh, Serene is." They messaged me privately on Facebook. They're like, "Serene's everything okay? We noticed like we don't see you anymore on TikTok. Mm. Like, did you sell the business?" Um, yeah. yeah, and they were genuinely very concerned. And that was, in hindsight, um, 
I should have done the transition better. Yeah. What I did, I think I just did like two videos saying like, hi guys, like this is the content creator. Her yeah. name is V. Mm. Um, and in hindsight, I should have sort of transition, maybe make it like a six month to maybe a year transition mm. where I do videos with her and then I slowly phase out. Yes. But I just sort of went like, oh, I felt like other, yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. like other, you know, other things that I have to focus on. Um, so yeah, so I, I wish I still yeah. did a lot of the content agent. So really what are you going to do? I... What are you going to do now? So I think my plan now is just to hire people for the different areas and departments so mm. that I can get back to what I really love doing. Mm. Um, cause it's hard. It's like, it's actually really hard. Mm. Um, juggling two businesses yeah. mm. because when did, so, when did the nail launched so the nail launched last year yeah. um say so 2022 and i launched it um i was binge watching I it last had... night by the way <laughs> <laughs> i was binge watching your nail content <laughs> last night i swear i was like i wish i can use all of this <laughs> i will send that over <laughs> <laughs> The yes, sound, yes, I just me... love the ASMRness of it. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a whole market that I discovered on like the people really like ASMR. ASMR yes. Um, so, uh, what's so, it? You launched it in yeah, 2022? So, yes, that's right. Like going from one bubble tea and then kind of the, the inspiration for the nails. Like, do you do overseas trips to get in inspiration? Um, you know, how, how did the ideas come to you? Because that's another successful business. So it's not only just, you know, a fluke that the first one's happened. You've got this second one that you've replicated this, the success. Yes. And it's around mm. an entirely different industry altogether yeah no you're right um i feel like um this is sort of back to your first question and you were asking if you know i had that entrepreneurial mm. um spirit and so that was something i discovered so i didn't really you know i didn't really i didn't study business it was through running through starting cup 49 because mm. i've learned so much along the way and the internet is amazing like you have mm. so many resources yeah. um and i just sort of figured out that maybe i do have a knack for business mm. um, because i'm very very fast to adapt mm. um i'm very type a <laughs> mm. very spontaneous very fast to adapt um so yes yeah, so I'm always, I feel like my brain now is always thinking about all these different ideas and all these gaps in the market mm, yeah. and all these mm. different things that I want to do. I actually want to do so much, yeah. um, but I'm so limited with time. Um, my capacity, yeah, is, is, I don't really have much capacity now. Yeah. yeah so um, with the nails, was that your idea? Like, did you happen to do an overseas trip? How did that inspiration come yeah, about? No, your genius yeah, moment. So I I saw it taking off overseas mm. and when I knew of the product, I was like, cause it's fairly new nail technology. Yeah. And with a lot of things in Australia, things takes forever. slowly yeah. to mm. us. Mm -mm. So when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually a problem solving product. Mm. And I like um, start businesses that solve some sort of problem. Yeah. Um, and I like starting businesses in the DIY space. Yeah. Um, you know, so with the bubble tea, it solves a lot of problem with like, you know, affordability, convenience, you can make it at home. You can make exactly to your preferences. Yeah. Um, so when the nails came out, I was like, oh my gosh, it's just something so new that yeah, solves the affordability problem. You don't have to make appointments. You don't have to go to the salon yeah. and spend, you know, now with the economies, it's, it's really hard to even afford for a lot of people to even afford going to the salons yeah. um, and getting their nails done on the regular. So that was one thing. And there were a few things like it solves a lot of people. What I've realized uh, a lot of people struggle with nail biting mm. and then this solves that They're kind of like mm. anxiety or habit like that yeah. you, you see and it's often like it's not just you see it in kids like I see it in a few bosses where it's like no 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 you know and it's yeah, kind of like exactly. yeah it's, it happens you know yeah yeah and it was something like once again when I started Jelly it wasn't like when I was thinking about my target audience it wasn't like oh 
nail biters.、Mm. It was something that I discovered along the way because my customers, like I once again, I started a Facebook group、yeah. for、mm-hmm. Jelly. I called the Jelly Base Nail Community, and people were just saying like, "Oh, I've struggled really badly with nail biting," and this is the first time I've seen my nails pass like my fingertips.、Mm. And they were like raving about it, and they're like, "This was so so great! Like I can grow my nails out." And I was like, "Hold up, okay, so that's a whole other community、mm. um, that this、mm. product would be really beneficial for." So I. Sort of learn things along the way, so it's very much a, a problem-solving、yeah. product.、Mm. Um, I've also noticed、yeah. you mentioned quite a few times Facebook, so you actually use Facebook a lot in、mm. terms of building community. Yeah, like, like what... is it Australian community in Facebook? Yes.、Yeah, so、um, we have for the second business, we have a lot more international customers、yes. than the first one.、Mm. It's just because it is so expensive to ship. Heavy items yeah. overseas. Yeah.、Um, so with with the bubble tickets, they can get like quite heavy. Our average order is like seven, you know, seven kilos,、yeah. and it costs a bomb、yeah. to ship. Like seven kilos to the US cost me about like ninety dollars. Wow, ninety dollars for shipping just to ship seven. That's incredible.、Kilos. So it's it's based on mass, like it would be a volume. Type business where、yeah. you need yeah, to have you know like a high.、Uh, Increase of、mm. customers and it's very slim margins because the shipping is so yeah. expensive. Yeah, it's very high. It has to almost be high ticket.、Mm. Um, so um, when when you know people in the US really wanted our bubble tickets, were like, yeah, we we really want to make it available for you guys,、mm. uh, and we will offer free shipping.、Um, but what they sort of didn't know behind the scenes was that I took、uh, yeah quite. Mm-hmm. I for some orders I actually lose money to the US,、yeah. which is something that obviously you know you're not going to put it out there.、Mm-hmm. Um, but with Jelly, it's a lot different because、yes. it's a small, it's a light product, so、mm-hmm. um, it was a lot easier to ship, and it didn't cost quite a bomb to ship, which、yeah. is also great for my customers because if they didn't, you know, hit the minimum for free shipping,、um, you know, shipping wasn't going to cost a bomb for them. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So that was for Facebook. So was for、weird. Facebook, you're getting a lot more. Local for the Cup Forty Nine, but、yeah. a lot more international. International for the nails. Yeah, um, more so we're still getting a lot. So for both, it's mainly local, but、mm. we have a lot more internationals um on Facebook for Jelly, and、yeah. that was sort of what I wanted to do, um, because if I looked at my marketing funnel,、mm. um, and you know how with the marketing funnel. You know, at the top, you've got a lot of the awareness stage, and trying to get people down the funnel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a Facebook group was one of my like one of my middle to bottom of the funnel strategies. Yeah. So TikTok is awesome for getting reach, getting awareness, getting traffic、mm-hmm. to、yeah. your website. Yeah. Amazing at that, but TikTok is actually not that amazing at converting <laughs>、mm. a customer. Yeah. Um. So we've got to find other ways um to convert. The I reckon it'll be better when the yellow basket is come. Adrian's、oh, been talking、right? about this、oh, yellow no. basket. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll be better. Well,、uh, not me. Yeah, well, because I, I'm saying because Nisha, Nisha yeah, yeah, you、like、see your mum, your his no, mum's like the biggest converter in, into this. In,、yeah. in, I think Australia is one of the last country、mm. that doesn't have the yellow basket, like you know the shop here button for TikTok.、Mm. Yeah, because in Indonesia, my mom buys things. Adrian from showed me, and my mom was blown. <laughs> like every single day, my mom would buy things from TikTok like three, four, five times.、Mm. Wait. Yeah. Okay. So there, apparently so we we were、basket? we were interviewing someone who said it's coming imminently. Like yes, that's right. Yeah, that ago, was yeah, yes. But it still hasn't come. It still hasn't.、Um, but yeah. yeah, it should be even. It should be coming soon because everyone kept saying it's coming soon.、Mm. Um, Is the, it like a TikTok shop、yes. kind of thing? Like you、And、shop on the platform. It translates into this basket-looking emoji on、yeah. the bottom left.、Mm. So whenever you go live, whenever you. Do you have you ever seen Douyin like the Chinese TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because、yeah, if you if you go to their live, the basket is there. Like you know, you,、oh, they just click on it. You can just buy whatever. Like you know, it's just so much、Shopping、easier、down. to convert business to、mm. convert customers. Yeah, that's that's amazing.、Mm. Yeah, I think um, yeah, China is really leading the way with live selling.、Mm. Yeah,、um, it's incredible. Something that. I've been sort of talking about with a few of my business friends. We're like, is it gonna come into Australia? Like,、mm. life、um, selling is gonna、so、be hard.、Not. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I reckon yeah, it's gonna I, be hard in Australia. Yeah. I. Yeah. I was like, I think it might. I know life selling is very.、Um, 
like it's very much an Asian thing. Mm. Um, yes. I think it possibly could. We did, we do a bit of like live selling. Like yeah. we go live and we pack orders and, mm. um, you know, we get um, orders from people that are watching the live. Mm. Um, but I guess we'll see. We'll see if Australia has the market for um, for live selling yeah that'll be interesting but yeah yellow basket hopefully will boost your tiktok conversion <laughs> when it comes yes. through yeah yeah i need to i need to outsource all these other things yeah. um or, or not get somebody in um to sort of manage all these different departments and then i would love to come back and create um content well i guess initially when you started did you have a strategy so for the nails you mentioned mm-hmm. facebook and then you mm-hmm. you spoke about tiktok were there any other platforms that really kind of could Not be Instagram the, yeah it could be the engine of your business especially those who are yeah really interested in this space and young people who see that opportunity to kind of start now yeah definitely so um i find that with the beauty of tiktok once you know how to create short form video content you can then repurpose the skill mm. or the videos itself on all of the platforms yeah. mm. that have short form video you know mm. your facebook your instagram reels your youtube shorts so yeah. definitely mm-hmm. um have a multi-channel approach mm-hmm. yeah. definitely be on all social media platforms as much as you can because mm-hmm. um, you, your your target audience you would have ta- like ideal target audiences in those different platforms. Yeah. Um, so I would say be across everything. If you're new, I would say TikTok first because yeah. TikTok still allows you to get quite a bit of reach and exposure. Yeah. It's very different from Instagram. This is how I sort of see a lot of social media platforms work. They would, when they first start, they would, you know, try and get as many people on the platform as possible so they'll give out a lot of reach a lot of exposure a lot of traffic Mm -hmm. and then later down the line because they want to monetize the platform Mm. later down the line is a lot harder to get reach because then they will start focusing on paid Mm. and now all of a sudden you're competing with big big brands who have big budget Mm. um you know to put into to pay to pay ads Mm. on the on the platform so now you're also competing um with them yeah Mm. so TikTok still, I would say in early stages, not really early, but still able to get a lot of reach, mm-hmm. a lot of exposure, um, a lot of virality, which is what we got for the second business. We sort of yes. had a lot of videos that went viral. Um, I think we did like 60 million views in two months yeah. um, on TikTok, which was insane. Yeah. So yeah, I would say start there, grow organically. I know. Um, a lot of small business owners like myself when I first started I didn't really have budget for paid ads so try to do as much as you can organically Organically. repurpose your content on all these different platforms we have so we're growing on Instagram as well we're also growing on YouTube on Facebook and it's a lot of our strategy is down to um, short form video content for initial traffic Mm -hmm. at the top of the funnel um, and then we have obviously your email marketing. We have growing the community. We have the Facebook group further down the funnel. So mm. it's, 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 you need to think about where or what strategies yeah. or which platforms you'll have on the three different funnels. Mm. And they sort of all work together. There's sort of no, like, just do this mm. and then you'll be successful in business. In my experience, at least, um, it's all these things working together. Mm. Um, so even when you move in, when you have budget and you start moving into paid, um, if you have a really, really strong organic strategy, mm. um, that would really, really help your your paid content as your paid ads as well Mm -hmm. your paid ad strategy um but that's sort of what has worked for me um other businesses might be different and something else might work differently for them but yeah Mm. and so do you get the ones the the clips that are going viral to then repurpose as an ad right yes because it's it's very similar to you know gary v who you know, I listen to all the time and it's just about understanding, okay, well, if these ones are going viral, then why don't you repurpose that yeah. to then put ad money against it to mm. get into more eyeballs? Actually, for me, my viral content, I put a calendar every six months, I repost them. Oh. Yeah. Adrian, that's, and then that's the shocking thing, 
is that, for example, there's a video that I reposted eight times, mm. and yeah. all eight went above three million, mm. and then the most views are not the first one. Like, yeah, right, yeah, keeps on growing, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not necessarily growing, but I think the third post went the most viral, went like 13 million, and then mm. what is it? It's like this giant bubble, uh, giant, not bubble tea, sorry, giant, uh, Xiaolong Bao, yes, the dumpling, giant dumpling. I love the dumpling and I never poke it, and people get really angry that I never poked it. People just get like, like they all just like f bomb me, like saying, like, Why aren't you poking this? And then I can't because it's a video from mine, it's from a video from 12 years ago. From Din Tai Fung, from 12 years ago, yeah, yeah. and it's only a six second video, and then that's only one of them. But I have what a calendar. What do you do with the I just poke it. Uh, I just not poke it, but I just do this. I just like do do. It's as ah. if like as if it's my tummy, and then you just like <laughs> wing 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 like that, and I do it for like seven seconds, I think. And it's basically that's one of them. And then I repurpose all my IKEA finds, mm. and then yeah. the IKEA finds like every time I repost it, it's blown up all mm. the time so i just re not repurpose reposted uh, yeah i repost yeah. it so often mm. <laughs> sometimes when i'm lazy i put on my story when i'm uh, working at a conference or a mm. workshop i'll be like you're gonna be seeing my vintage content <laughs> because i have no time for editing <laughs> what do you um wait so adrian so so you do have um a full-time, a full-time job. job and this is like your side yeah. like a side yeah side. yeah i'm right now meant to be <laughs> i'm a meeting at 11. <laughs> This is on a Saturday, so you're not working. It's on a Friday. (laughs) No, yeah, I work in a vaccine. I work in a pharmaceutical company. Mm. I work in vaccines. So that's why that's why I can comment about someone who have a nutritionist because my Mm. ex manager was a nutritionist. And then she now works for another company and she hires because she's familiar with nutritionists, mm-hmm. I think. So she, I think seven out of the 10 of her hires now are all nutritionists at another company. Oh, yeah, and they're selling like this um, product for elderly and it is related to, you consume it for the mm-hmm. purpose of nutrition as well. Mm-hmm. So it's some mm-hmm. part related to nutritionists, but, mm-hmm. um, but I guess uh, somebody who is a fresh graduate from nutrition would not think um, to go to pharma, they just think uh, I want to go to work for Nestle, Unilever, uh, yes, like you know all yes, of this. Yes, yeah, yeah. but I, but I was saying before, sorry, I had a thought before I mentioned it to Julie, but now I've kind of um, thinking more about it. Like you should do like a pop up in the middle of Melbourne where you do mm-hmm. bubble tea and getting your nails done at the same time. Oh, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> so good. <laughs> You try, it'll be like a gorilla marketing where it's just randomly in the middle like yes i love those oh, random I'm... pop-ups in the middle of a West random Hills. Pop-up. And yes. people are like, what the hell is this yes. especially because your brand is like a digital brand not mm. necessarily you don't have a shop yeah, yeah like, like people would be life. like what is this and they start googling you like oh yeah. i can just i can just imagine it come to fruition like and then if it's successful then you do it in pitt street in sydney oh like, yes you know? yes in sydney Adrian, do it with me yeah. yes <laughs> well if you do it in pitt street you can get so many um creators Seriously, oh yeah so that many. Come. yeah they'll just fans. run especially yeah. doing bubble tea and nails that's unique shit man like yeah both it's like yeah it's, it's like, like a marvel yeah, movie it's like oh why why don't have your hot don't have your hot pot at haiti lao have your bubble tea here because we'll do your nail here too. Oh yes, because like, oh, you could be out. drinking oh, and the nail. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. No, no, no. Next level. Next level. Do a DIY pop up. <laughs> DIY bubble tea pop up where you can also when you wait exactly like Hai Ti Lao when you wait for your turn you get your nail oh done. Oh my gosh. You, you come and like get your like. And because your because your nail it's so quick right it's not like it yeah, takes forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quick. It's, it's, it's quick. so perfect. Like it's yeah. so like it's so samelting. Like I just can imagine. See, I need to being, hire you, Adrian. I, I think you. when you're a content creator. <laughs> Sometimes when you, because I've been a content creator, I don't know, it'll probably be the same as you. When you come up with a problem, you immediately have this creative juice that's just yeah. started like coming yes, up with these ideas. It. Like, yeah. you know. oh, problem I shooting love it. it. When, you get, when you get those moments, oh, that is like euphoria because you're like, you get so excited. Exactly. That's what I, really like about, I guess similar to content creation with running a business, yes. your passion, it is the only thing that would sustain you in business because business is so hard yeah. a lot of so yes. much hours put into it yeah um but that it's, it's amazing it's that so you, easy to burn out it's amazing because you, you, you mentioned before that your family just um experienced a lot of hardship mm. 
I'm just, mm. I'm their businesses. And instead, mm. instead of discouraging you, it encourages it you. you. Yes. That's just, it motivates you. Mm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't really, it wasn't really something that I thought of with, you know, oh, you know, this person like really struggled in business. And it wasn't something that I thought it was something more that my parents thought of. So they were very fearful of me. Um, like going all in mm. in the business mm-hmm. um, in the early stages because you know that led to a lot of not a lot but like some family members going into debt. Mm. Um, Was it all so, your money or did they have to chip in too? Oh no no so uh, um, we were very very blessed um, in a sense that with Cup Forty Nine and with Jelly, um, yeah it just it was just running off of its profits. No, but um, at so the beginning for Cup Forty Nine, for example. At what the beginning that? for Cup 49. Just the seed money. Like the seed money. Yeah, like yeah. is it just all you? Like you personally? Oh, it's just me. I just uh-huh. pumped in. Like Cup 49, like the initial so you... capital was like maybe two grand. Oh, wow. So it wasn't it wasn't a lot. And um, yeah, with just how, yeah. how I ran it with the strategies behind it, we were just um, profitable very early on. So we were yeah. just running off the profits. We didn't need to get external investors oh, or anything. Mm, mm. Um, but in terms of making big decisions, like when we first committed to a warehouse, yeah. I remember my parents called me. This was when I was telling them, hey, I'm looking to move into a warehouse because we started everything from home and yeah. it was just too much. I couldn't really like employ people because yeah. you know then they'll be coming into my home. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of the logical next steps for us and i did i did the math i'm very i guess i'm a bit i'm quite financial savvy so i did all of the math i'm also very risk adverse so when i came to the decision to make this big step to invest in getting a warehouse and an office it was something that you know the numbers made sense to me and Mm. the risks made sense at the moment um so they called me and they were like Yen, like my Chinese yeah. Yen, they're like, Yen, we're coming over to your house. We need to have a talk. I'm mm. like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. So they basically came over and they wanted to, um, I mean, the whole point of that was just to have a chat and basically um, tell me to not go ahead. With- so it was <laughs> like a business, in- it's a business intervention. <laughs> it is, it's it an is intervention, like- Asian style. <laughs> and this is something that um, like, my upbringing in my family is very different from tradition a, a traditional Asian family. Are they Singaporean, like, Malaysian, or Chinese, or from Malaysian? China? Malaysian, because so it's yeah, Lim. That's why I thought it's Southeast Asian. Yeah. 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 I was born in Malaysia as well, and um, yeah, very different. Like we weren't very, very traditional. My parents um brought me up with it was never a top down kind of mm-hmm. um childhood. Like they listened to me. It was very much like a yeah. It was. But especially when I got older, it was almost like we were peers. Oh, um, that's good. So that's this was something that was like, whoa, this is big. Cause yeah, that's very like, yeah. revolutionary. Yeah, like, yeah, This was something that really weighed so heavily on them. And they were like, no, we need to like tell her to not go mm. in, to warn her. It was yeah. very much like, we need to warn her to not go into it because this might just be a COVID business. Yeah. You know, mm. with COVID, a lot of small businesses boomed. Yeah. Um, mm. Especially something... Um, similar to what I was doing in the DIY space. Like yeah. a lot of people, mm. you know, were looking for things to do at home. So they came over, oh, it was hours. There was tears, mm. hours. and um, Were you were buying the warehouse? No, no, no. No, no it, it wasn't even just buying. It was oh. just committing to three years of rent. Oh, yes, three it's years. The lease. Yeah, it's the multi-lease rents that, that get you. The lease is three years? Yeah, the lease is when it's like Christ. nine. That's like nine, so ten. long. No, not yeah, for business so, though. Yeah. That's kind of three years yeah. is short for business. Yeah, three years yeah. is actually um, pretty good yeah. um, for a small business. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very rare for you to be able to get it for less mm. um, yeah. than three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it wasn't even buying over. It was it was just committing to to rent, um, and it like a warehouse obviously isn't cheap as well to no, rent. No. Um, but like the math made sense at that point in terms of the numbers, um, but they were just very worried for how like the next year was gonna look like. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that was something that we had to go through. I was of course very emotional because I thought, do you not believe that I can mm. do this? Like, it becomes I personal. Get 
Yeah. 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 And you've done the math um, as well. Yeah, whereas for them it was more like it, it came from, you know, a lot of care. It was yeah. very much like we don't want to see you suffer and this could happen. Mm. Um, so that's something that we had to we had to navigate. But now it's a whole different story. Now I guess they sort of saw how my business grew and they maybe I think they they're very proud and they, they saw like, okay, maybe she knows how to do this business. Maybe, yeah, maybe she, she knows what business. she's doing. Yeah, maybe her business is very different from like this uncle who did it you did the bread shop yes yeah you did the bread shop or he did the yum cha place or... <laughs> yeah exactly um, it was actually in um yeah it was it was like a restaurant in a mm. shopping center mm. um that was one of the one of the uncles yeah like yeah. i had another uncle that did like printing yeah um that also didn't, didn't really yeah didn't really do well but yeah. yeah so i think they were sort of like oh okay this this style of business, this whole online thing doesn't require a lot of capital. It's yes. very, it's not as much risk. So they're like, okay, maybe she can do it. And then when I started the second business, they're like, oh, okay. Like my daughter clearly knows yes. Yes. Like, how to do business. Yeah. And now we employ them. So that has been um, like a really big moment for me because yes. like um, when we came over to Australia when I was 14, um, it was it was very very hard because yeah. my dad went from being a claims insurance manager yeah. in AIA like the big yes, insurance yes, yes. company uh, in Malaysia insurance, yeah, yeah. um but he didn't have a business degree so when he came here he couldn't find a job mm. um so my dad has been working as a night hotel receptionist mm. in like a little small you know hotel in in the city for more than a decade so mm. that has had a significant impact on his health like if you imagine this 60 plus year old man mm. who can't sleep more than two hours straight because of this night shift job mm. like yeah. that has that has affected itself quite a bit so i one of my goals and my main goals was to retire my parents but we're mm. not 100 percent. we're not 100 percent there yet yeah. um but now he's managed to cut down two days on his night shift job and he does three days um, for us, so oh, he packs that's great. It would, I mean, as long he as he retires himself, his yeah. other job and then mm. become full time one day with you, that's already a win, a big win. Mm. Yeah, because then at least he gets to like sleep pick whenever night. he wants to work, he yeah. comes in whenever he wants. Um, it's quite flexible. If like one day he's like, Oh, I really like don't like, I really yeah. can't come in, then I, I, I'll just get my team, my yeah. operations mm. team to pack the orders. Mm. Um, and for me, it was very much to get him out of the night shift job as fast as possible so mm. that, you know, he can then regulate his sleep cycles. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so now it's a lot better. I think now he can do like three, four hours mm -hmm. um, at one go. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to, yeah, we're just trying to, my family is just really focusing on getting him out of the night shift. Yeah, yeah that's um, your focus. At this age. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose, like, what is your day-to-day? -day? What's the day in the life? You know, you said that you're stretched quite thin, but what, mm. what does that look like? Responding to emails or, you know, packing orders, oh. making sure the orders get there, troubleshooting, what does that look like? There is so much, truly. Yeah. Uh, so I use monday.com to organise my task, mm -hmm. and my day is rarely ever at the moment less than like a 12 hour day mm -hmm. so yeah. most days i work there more than 12 hours mm -hmm. and it's across multiple uh, multiple departments in mm -hmm. the business so a lot of business development a lot of procurement yeah. um a lot of finance mm -hmm. um marketing operations is something that i am very very blessed to not be so heavily needed anymore mm -hmm. so my operations team i created all of these systems in place. I like to create systems and automate as much as I can. Mm -hmm. So there's um, yeah a lot of systems in place for operations. So that can sort of run without me. Mm. Um, but all the other aspects of business yeah. um, I'm doing. So yeah, we have you know the emails, talking to suppliers, you know, doing my like designing all my graphics, which True. I do like mm. by myself on Canva. Thank God for Canva, but. <laughs> that um yeah just planning for the business talking to people um 
my, like social media. Mm. So it's it's quite it's quite a, it's quite a lot happening in yes. the day to day. It's something that I am still struggling to manage because I'm really trying to do the eighty twenty rule. You know, like what's the eighty percent? What's the twenty um, percent of like the business that generates eighty percent of the revenue? Yes. And me as the you know the CEO should really be focusing on this twenty percent mm-hmm. and trying to outsource a lot of the other eighty percent that yeah. you know doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't equate to as much of the the revenue share. Yeah. Um, so that's been that's been a whole learning process i realized the higher up you go in business the more complex it gets and yeah. and there's sort of a, a shift it's like a shift of like okay now you're gonna think about your organization structure yeah. and now it's like you gotta start having people in place in your organizational structure like your marketing your you know operations so that they can then carry out um, yeah. that area really well mm. because i as a person um I can't handle all of it, and yeah. if I try mm. to handle all of it, like None of it these areas done. are not getting enough attention mm. and yeah. love. So that's sort of like the stage where I'm at now. Is that, mm. that shift? Yes, that shift and that next seismic shift. I mean, do you have the next, you know, five years, ten years? I suppose social media is moving so fast, yeah. Um, and you've kind of got to keep up with all the changes. But then on the flip side of that, there's so many more opportunities and, like you know, as you said, ideas that you could execute. So, do you have like an exit strategy where you want to sell the businesses, or is this like a family generational legacy business that you're trying to build? I would like to think it's the family legacy mm-hmm. business, but um, I like as a business owner, I also have to keep in mind that you know you should always have um, at least consider the idea of exiting. Mm. I don't have an exit strategy, mm. like not a not a strategy, but um, I do have it on the back of my mind. Okay, yep, if I were to exit, uh, exiting is you know an option for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know who knows in the future maybe but i love these are like my babies yes. <laughs> and i love them so much that it's um the thought of exiting is just i'm not i'm not at that stage yeah. yet mm. uh, but in terms of your question about you know the five-year ten-year plan um i based on my personality type i'm i'm actually like being organized is actually one of my weaknesses i'm very spontaneous i'm very like on the Mm. fly Mm -hmm. um so i don't have a five-year plan but it's something that i should at least put on paper you know a few things that i want to achieve because i feel like um you know you still should have a goal that you're working towards and not just like running around like a hitless chook which is what i feel i'm doing sometimes i just Mm. feel like um yeah i need to have i need to sort of zoom out have a bit more perspective on where I want to take the business, um, but not at the moment. I don't have the five year, yeah. the five year plan yet. Mm. And so, like one final question that I have is for anyone thinking about doing what you're doing, what would your advice be to them? And then also because you really nailed social media, nailed. what? Yeah, yeah. like na- nailed. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed. <laughs> and, you know, what would be your kind of three takeaway tips for them? I wonder if there is a Time magazine or a magazine, you'll just be like this. Yeah, we like, did. She nailed it. She nailed it. Yes. <laughs> she nailed it. it was so like, polished. Yeah. Julie and Adrian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, my biggest tip will be just do it. Mm. Like, if you yes. really want to do it. That's what I always yes. say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just do it. You mm. will learn along the way. Mm. Like um, analysis paralysis is a, is a thing because I have it too. Mm. But you don't want to have that missed opportunity of not doing it because you're like, you know, you're too in your head. You want to have everything perfect. Mm. Like, yeah, I think Adrian and I are an, are an example of it. Like we did it. We obviously, oh, I'm not sure about you, but I obviously did not know everything when I started. Nothing. I learned along the way. Nothing, and you, exactly. Yeah, and you, and you, you pivot, you learn, you make yeah. mistakes, um, but it's all, you know, you got to fail a bit to, um, yeah. to learn and to grow. Um, so do it. I think my second advice is don't be afraid to reach out to, um, you know, successful entrepreneurs. Yeah. I found, cause I only started doing this whole networking thing this year. Mm. Like, 
I, which is yeah, which I'm like, why didn't I, why didn't I not do it sooner? Because mm. <laughs> you learn so much from people who have taken a long time, um, you know, to hone their craft and to to amass that knowledge in that space. Mm. Um, and you have knowledge in that space, so you can leverage that. You know, like I can tell you this, you mm. can tell me that. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out to successful entrepreneurs. You'll be surprised at how some of them um, will like give you give you time and give you advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, just do it. Like, you'll learn it. <laughs> yeah. And were there any stages in the process where you felt like, oh, like you had a bit of remorse or doubt, like self-doubt? Because Adrian and I were saying with content creation, there always seems to come a point where everyone wants to do it. But then two weeks in, you're like, oh, I've only got, you know, five views here or six views here. How do you overcome the next hurdle? Yeah, um, it's just something that you've got to be consistent with. Like, mm. um, you're not going to be a pro when you start. Mm. Um, so keep at it, be consistent, learn, because when you are doing it consistently, you will learn. If mm. you're doing the same thing, you know, every day or every two days or every week, you will get better. Mm. There is there is no way that you you won't get better. Yeah. Um, so just, just keep at it. Um, well, what's your first question? I remember I was going to answer it. I had something in my head. More, well, first question was more, I guess, people listening. So like starting the business yeah. um, and then yeah. the tips on social media and yeah. yes, like kind of the, tying up. The failure. Yeah, like the failure. Being how able do you to, keep going? Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think you mentioned the doubt. Yeah, mm. that's what I was going to say. Um, like, I feel like imposter syndrome is not new among business owners. I feel like mm. a lot of, I'm not sure if um, content creators have mm. um, the whole imposter syndrome, but um, it's it's just amazing if, like, if you do something consistently, um, like the work will speak for itself. I mm. think you would, you would know what you're good at, you know, what works and just keep going at it. That's what we did with my content creation. We tried a lot of different styles of content, a lot of different content pillars. Mm. Um, and we sort of found out what resonated with our audience, but we're still mm. learning, you know, who knows mm. in the future, maybe something else um, might might resonate better with them. So we're still continuously learning. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, this has been lovely. I actually wanted to have more of a chat to, um, to learn more about you guys as well, but I know <laughs> that we're well, I actually don't know a lot about, um, yeah, about you guys as well. Yeah, well, uh, what we'll say thank you. He will yeah, wrap it up, but yeah. then we'll keep on talking afterwards. But yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you, you so, so much. much.